Every, uh, every morning at this sitting, we'll share some brief teaching. We'll share a, a little dharmet, like Seb mentioned last night. And Sebene had something just now unexpected come up in the external world that required her attention. So she's um, just missing this, this very small part of the morning, but she's with us in spirit. I just wanted to share some words to continue to frame uh, how it is to be entering this retreat and what we're, what we're stepping into together. The, the Buddha gave this instruction to folks who are going to practice on a retreat like this. And one of the instructions that, that was given is to, is to put aside your grief and distress for the world and go sit under a tree and practice mindfulness. And I sat a retreat uh, last October and the teachers kept reminding me of this instruction because there was a way that it was really hard for me as I went to sit on retreat. It was so hard for me to, on any level, put down the grief and distress because my grief and distress for the world was so great. And I was sitting there feeling almost like I um, was doing something wrong if I were to put that down. You know, like a sense of, is this a, is this a bypassing? Do I have permission to put this down? Is it okay? And, you know, we all, all three of us want to really um, lift up this part of the instruction you know, as we come into a retreat like this, it's not like we separate out from our lives. You know, it's not that, that our grief and distress for the world suddenly um, evaporates. It becomes part of our practice. But what we want to um, invite for you is this quality of seclusion, this quality of viveka, of kind of putting down, of stepping away from in order to connect more deeply with your moment-to-moment experience. And it's a process, right, as we come into stillness from the fast-moving currents of, of our lives. And this practice um, by no means is one that, um, that we teach to separate out from the grief and distress of the world. This practice is one that we teach to develop a a deeper, a new, a more uh, skillful relationship and to turn toward the grief and distress, to turn toward the dukkha, we need space. You can't turn toward the difficulty without space. You know, without space, you're just inside of it. So a lot of what we're doing here is beginning to create the internal space that allows us to touch what's here in a way that's more contactful, in a way that's more present, in a way that's more connected to um, the, the collective intelligence of the Dhamma, in a way that's not just acting out the same old patterns. This word dukkha, the Pali word, you know, Buddhist, Buddhisty word, we all know the experience of dukkha. It can be like um, any experience of stress, of 
tension of that deep unsatisfactoriness, you know, can be from, you know, the dukkha of racial injustice to the dukkha of a diagnosis and something happening in your body. There's the dukkha of loss of relationship. There's the dukkha of just feeling that kind of persistent, am I okay, you know? Am I good enough? Am I doing this right? And we don't talk about all this stuff to kind of get mired in it. We talk about all of this to um, work with what stands in the way between us and a deeper freedom. So we're creating space here that allows a different response, that allows a response that's different from either you know, like totally attaching to our dukkha, you know, those places where the dukkha can, can completely be how you identify. Sometimes we, we attach and identify with it, and sometimes we repress it and bypass it and do everything to keep it away. So we're taking this place of like, how do we, with spaciousness, with compassion, in a kind-hearted and real way, touch the places of challenge in a way that... that um, that depressurizes it enough so there's space for a, a deeper response. The, the word dukkha, there's two parts to it. The, um, the word, the ka part of the word is often translated as space or sky or ether and do as away from. It's like, like dukkha, this, this kind of stress can be this sense of, of being away from a sense of spaciousness, away from a sense of of, um, of connectedness. So what we're doing here is like not sitting down and thinking about how to solve our problems and the world's problems. We're, we're practicing a kind of presence and immediacy that allows for the deeper insights to emerge because we, we don't wake up by thinking about things. Thinking about things is great. It's important. We need to do it to write books and do a lot of other really important things. But, but the kind of deeper insight that we're making room for is the insight that, that doesn't come from um, thinking about things. And here we have the space to depressurize. We have the space to put down in order to connect um, more, more deeply. So we invite you to rest, you know. We invite you when you notice that kind of the mind going out, the, the difficulty of how it can be to come into an environment like this and settle, like we meet all of our bad habits. We come eyeball to eyeball, you know, with our bad habits. So, so we, we invite you to as, you, as you notice any kind of agitation, just settling back, feeling the earth beneath you, connecting to this moment. It's, it's so vulnerable, this experience of being human. Just the, the kind of the dukkha of embodiment, being in a body where, you know, um, we're this cloud of nerves wrapped in skin. You know, our ears are responding to every little noise. Our eyes are responding to, to light. Our... our um, Brains have all of these electric, or in hearts, all of these electrochemical impulses going on. Like 
you know, it's a wonder that anything works at all. We, we are so sensitive, and in a lot of ways, this path grows our resiliency by allowing us to be more sensitive, allowing us to be touched by life and having the space to hold it. That's where the resiliency comes from. That's where the connection comes from. So we come here and we feel. We come here and we feel. And sometimes, you know, stepping into retreat, there can be a sense of wanting to feel, but there being like a barrier to that. You know, that experience of, I want to feel something. It's just, it just kind of feels... Um, guarded or numb and and just to say that this happens too but the um the practice that we're doing is really quite practical um you know the, the buddha had a question and he went on a search and and you know as his mind and heart woke up to so much you know, his, the first teaching wasn't on enlightenment. It wasn't like this is what enlightenment looks like. The first teaching was on let's take a look at the suffering and the way through it. It was very, very practical. So we'll be weaving in throughout this retreat kind of these teachings on, on um, what is the nature of that which grips us, that which keeps us separate, And how do we begin to create the space for a softening, for a settling, for a dissolving to to occur? Because the presence dissolves the messages that the culture tells us about ourselves that aren't aren't true. And, um, And in terms of wise response, we are not so effective if our energy, if our power and attention is scattered all over the place. That's part of why we're really collecting, landing, grounding the attention in, in the body. This is part of where we have a potency that allows for a deeper and wiser response. Hmm. And it's personal. You know, I'm using this word dukkha like it's like different for each of us. I know in my where I live in Durango, three hours away, so many of my friends and community members have had to evacuate their homes because there's huge fires that are only 10% contained and waking up every morning and there's, there's soot in the air and people are coughing. And it's just, I'm like, I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm with, you know, my community is, I'm just like, I'm sitting here with my community and with, um, you know, how it is for folks not to know if their houses are going to be burning down. And, you know, we're, we're all sitting with our communities and, and with, um, with our own experiences of freedom and joy in being here and also with the places where we get, where our hearts get gripped. So, really, we're just opening to a kind of steadiness that really allows allows us to meet the the joys, the ten thousand joys, the ten thousand sorrows, with more wakefulness, with more wisdom. And this happens through opening to something inside of each of you that is more um, immovable, that is more at peace, the the peace that is at the core of each of who you are. That's more vast. That. Um, 
that we hunger for, and the thing is we wouldn't hunger for it if it didn't live inside of us. We wouldn't hunger, we wouldn't long to belong if that peace didn't already live inside of us. So, so the practice is really this path through, you know, finding a way to work so that we can not just be seeing through the dukkha, but we can see beyond the dukkha. It's like the, the, how a knot needs the space to untangle, to untie. So you might sense, you know, just as you're sitting here, how is it to allow the heart to depressurize, to allow yourself to notice when there are moments of tension, to notice the presence that's also here. You know, and there's, if there's a certain thought train that's really you know, getting on your nerves, driving you crazy, how is it to notice the space through which it moves? How is it to notice the awareness that's here? So we're not just locked in on the tension, but we're also aware of that larger space. It's not just in the land around us. It's inside of our own hearts and minds. And tonight we'll do some, some work with this, as Sepine said, in, you know, very, in affinity groups that are very closely facilitated. And as I'm speaking about dukkha, well, we'll come into a short sitting, but it's not something you need to go looking for. We have plenty of it. You don't need to go, you know, finding some big suffering to work with in this practice. Our lives have plenty of suffering. Um, don't, go, don't go looking for trouble. You know, we, we want to keep encouraging you. We're, we're cultivating a kindness, a spaciousness, um, that is such a deep resource. We need a reservoir of something that is not distraught in our own hearts in order to really show up and respond fully. So this is part of our work here together, is to cultivate that reservoir of something inside that is not distraught.